Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Dana. And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. That's right, and it is our comic book movie preview part two. Part two. But before that, we are going to go ahead and announce our big contest winners. The day is finally here. Finally here. Thank you guys so much for participating, all 13 of you. <laughs> we might not have gotten the turnout that we want, but we still really appreciate it. Um, we're going to go ahead and we are going to announce the, uh, the first two winners are going to be getting... Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Last Jedi ones. Mm -hmm. And then the last winner that we announce is going to actually win the $50 Amazon gift card. And I promise I didn't enter myself. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the unmasked assassin? <sighs> you caught me, David. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. The first winner is... Drumroll, please. The Deetster. Woo! The Deetster one. Congratulations, The Deetster. Um, next winner is a podcast that we actually love a lot. Bumping Uglies. Woo, Bumping Uglies. Thank you guys so much. Um, we really appreciate your feedback on Bumping Uglies. So go ahead and DM us, both of you guys, and we will get you your Funko Pops. Um, you guys will get to choose which ones you want. We'll let you know mm -hmm. um, when you contact us. Hopefully you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually will be able to look you guys up on Twitter too. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get them to you regardless. Mm. Um, and then the grand prize winner. Drum roll please, Christian. T-Gons. 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 If you're listening, <coughs> contact us please. Um, we tried to look you up on Twitter. We couldn't find you. Mm -hmm. So contact us. We will get you your gift card. Um, I think we can actually email it to you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I contest. mean, if you want to buy us a couple things, you know, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Maybe some Funko Pops. <laughs> um, congratulations and thank you guys so much for participating. Thank you very much. So, really um, and please, you know, even though the contact contest is over, Go ahead, hook us up with some reviews, yeah. some rates. <laughs> now we're just begging people. <laughs> well, we really, we really appreciate it. We really want to know what you guys think of our podcast. We really want, you know. Yes, we do want your feedback, but especially five star feedback. Yeah, otherwise screw off. But yeah, but no. And if you do have some criticism <laughs> or some suggestions, yes, exactly. you know, go ahead and DM us with that too. Mm. But yeah, no, we definitely a podcast like us thrive off those reviews. We really do. So thank you guys so much for participating. Um, we've got some big news, right? This yeah. week, Game of Thrones mm -hmm. creators are going to be doing their own Star Wars series, their own trilogy. How huge is that? Huge. What are your thoughts, man? What What do you What do you Where do you see this going? Like, what do you think they're gonna tap? Do you think they're gonna do their own thing? Um, I mean, I hope that they go into the past. I hope that we're getting the Old Republic. Ah, nice. Okay, I can see that. I could definitely see that. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. But it seems like they're a little skittish of like going full legends. Yeah, but you I mean, this is their they're kind of dabbling in the legends legends storylines right now. Mm -hmm. But they're not going like full board, you know. So do you think they'll go like 
I mean, this is their opportunity to play with the entire sandbox of Star Wars. I mean, you you can pretty much do whatever. This is like, hey, we trust you. Take it. Go. Here's all the money. Make something fantastic. Because, yeah. I mean, you're not playing off of anything that happened with the Skywalker storyline. You're not playing off their current government state with all the Civil War and the, if we're a republic, are we not a republic? Yeah, and they, they, they've come out and they said this is going to be completely separate from everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they really can do their own thing. It's their ball game. So they. I mean, at the end of the day, it could just be a Bounty Hunter trilogy. You Which, never know. <laughs> I just had a nerdgasm. So that would be fantastic. That's what I would love to see. And that's what they kind of been rumoring the TV show might mm. be. But I would take a trilogy based off of that any day of the week. I could use a Bosk badass TV show, by the way. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah, but so I, yeah, I mean, I mean, and these guys too. I mean, how can you not trust them? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've given us what seven seasons of awesomeness yes, right now, exactly. And it basically feels like they film a movie every week. Mm-hmm. So I mean, imagine them with like Disney money. What the possibilities are? <laughs> I mean, the, and the this money that they're raking in with just Game of Thrones is near Disney money at this point. Yeah, I don't just know the... if it's Disney money. <laughs> it's HBO money, but I don't know if it's yeah. Disney money. But still, I mean, with that money behind them, mm. I mean, the production value that they get on a TV show, I can't imagine what they're going to do with a movie. That's I, it, it's going to be off the chain. It really is. So bring I'm Cersei into the Star Wars universe is all I can say. <laughs> the character or the actress? Because the actress is already there, right? No, no, no. Oh, you're talking the character. about the character. <laughs> Madness and all. Uh-huh. I could see that. <laughs> Flying on a dragon, taking out Jedis oh, or that'd Sith. Be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It's like, who's this dungeon master running the show? <laughs> yeah, and then I Johnny Blaze is getting his own book. Yep. Uh, we finished the... Uh, Spirits of Vengeance storyline, and at the last page was an image of Ghost Rider. Coming soon. Coming soon. How do you feel? I'm I'm more excited for it because I'm getting another Ghost Rider book in general. And you're not getting one right now. No. So. Yeah. Which I, upsets me. <laughs> I think I'm concerned about Robbie because it feels like that character has so much potential. Mm-hmm. I'm just... They've stopped and started with johnny so many times i'm um, the guys come out of retirement and retired so many times that i'm just kind of done with it i mean when i started reading ghost rider in the early 90s johnny was basically retired mm-hmm. and danny catch was you know carrying the mantle so i don't know part of me is like again but i mean if it's a good story it's a good story i would love to see danny catch with his own book i'm a danny <laughs> catch guy if you couldn't mm-hmm. tell um but yeah I, I i don't know i really want robbie to have a shot yeah, and I, I worry about Robbie because his last story, like, arc was terrible. When he was working with um, the new Hulk, uh, what's his name, Cho? Okay. Amade's Cho and uh, Wolverine. It was just a terrible use of all these characters working together. Was it Laura? It was, was Laura. Laura. Okay. Laura Wolverine. and Because um, that sounds right away. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a cool team. Yeah, it huh? sounds cool, but it was really, like, it was below Champions level writing. Oh. Like, it was just like, oh. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's like Disney XD writing, huh? Exactly. Okay. um, We're not fans of champions, if you can't tell. (laughs) I mean, and that's not what you expect out of a ghostwriter book, you know? Yeah, no, no. Not my ghostwriter book, Exactly. I mean, they censored everything he said or that was wrong, but. Yeah, no, no. 
Well, that's disappointing. I was happy to see him included in Legacy, and it seemed like, you know, they had plans for the character. Mm. Maybe they still do. Um, I know there's been a lot of uh, just a little, some things leaking online with, like, Ghost Rider standing next to Thanos on a, a throne. I'm sure that probably has something to do with the summer event, the Infinity event that's mm. happening, which we'll talk about later. Um, but, yeah, so it seems like the Ghost Rider, like, the the spiritual being, the cosmic being, will, you know, have a presence this summer. Um, I'm interested to see what Johnny Blaze has to do with it yeah. and what Robbie has to do with it, if anything. And maybe Danny Catch will show up. And maybe. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. <laughs> He's kind of like 90s limbo with everyone mm. else, with like Sleepwalker. Although Darkhawk got his own series. So and he well, actually is supposed to be getting an infinity tie-in. So oh. hey, there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's always a possibility. <laughs> I'm the nineties kid. What can I say? <laughs> so but yeah, um let's move what was on your pull list this week? Um, I mean we read No Surrender. That's right. What did you think? <sighs> I mean, I do wasn't a huge fan of the book, mostly because it focused around the Grandmaster's story at this point it was a lot of backstory it was a lot of backstory and i wasn't really like it took me out of what we've been going through with each book where it was a new hero doing the backstory yeah the perspective cool going on like and it was a battle it's been non-stop action yeah. the first four issues right this mm. is the fifth issue now yes okay um yeah i mean it's weekly so mm. I, I was okay with it i i you know was wondering who this character was i found the backstory interesting I like the Secret Wars uh, tie-in that they did, that somehow when the Secret Wars happened, it kind of brought this character back to reality. Ah, okay. um, so basically, you have a character introduced called the Challenger, and what we find out is the Challenger is actually one of the elder cosmic beings mm. who existed at the beginning of time, um, who was the original Grandmaster. And the Grandmaster that we know of actually duped him outfoxed him and banished him into this limbo where he didn't really exist anymore and then when everything happened with the secret wars somehow it brought him back to reality so now you have him challenging the grand master for his mantle basically so that's Which, kind of set up for the story i mean it's like that's all like when you when you say it like that on paper it looks and sounds great but when i'm looking you at just that, read it on paper i <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. I know. <laughs> I'm being a dick. <laughs> but, like, I'm looking at these panels, and it's planets blowing up while they're playing ping pong. And there's, like, little campy things yeah, in there. Yeah, that was a little cheesy. That was just... You know, and I think that kind of goes with the Grandmaster character. There's always that kind of weird, you mm. know, campy humor with that character. But, yeah. <laughs> just, like, what the... You could have... Like, yeah, the, I, I think they were playing chess at one point, but yeah, oh, yeah. not ping pong. They, they showed chess maybe like three times, but it was a ping pong, and then you see a planet blowing up in the background. Yeah, like, that's oh, a little much. Okay. <laughs> like, are we supposed to believe these cosmic beings invented ping pong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I hmm. thought it was an interesting backstory. It's something I didn't see coming, um, and I'm... I'm curious to see where it takes the character. I mean, with such a large event, eventually you're you're going to have to change gears every once in a while. No, and it really, like I said, the first four mm. issues was just action. It was just battle scene after battle scene, you know. So, no, I I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it overall. So, um, but yeah, I, it would be. I don't want more issues like this mm. though. I'm sure they're right back to the battlefront next issue. Yeah, it looked like from the covers that they showed in the next few. Oh issues. yeah, and of course Johnny Storm is not dead. Spoilers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Sorry about that. laughs> He's floating in some kind of marble 
in space right now. Yeah. Along with the um, Black well, Order character mm. um, that also, that what's his name, Elf or something like that. Yeah. So, whatever. We knew that, though. <laughs> so, stop being so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the image so that they put people. for that cover, though, where it was him blurring the glowing I know, but people were still being outraged online. I was like, come on. He has. He just got his own book with the thing. <laughs> They're not killing him off. Uh, Come people on. were. I didn't know people were outraged by that. Just a few trolls. Uh, Maybe right. it wasn't. You know, just a few idiots. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I was like, "Come on, you haven't been reading comics for that long mm. if you're actually worried that Johnny Storm was going to die." <laughs> when they actually killed Johnny Storm a couple of years ago, it lasted for six months. So he's safe, people. It's comics, guys. It is comics. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> So, um, what did you think of X-Men Red? Um, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised by it. Me too. It was definitely, um, not, like, I was expecting, like, maybe a more action-y story. But what I got was more telling, more, like, political, what kind of things are going on with X-Men. It was definitely classic X-Men tropes, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, I thought it was well thought out. Um, it was interesting. Um, I like that there was a mission statement to the story. Hmm. It seemed like, okay, this is what the team is about. This is what Jean's mission was, which it seems like it's her protecting new mutants who are, you know, just coming into their own. She's, uh, there's a few mutants who just, you know, all of a sudden their powers show up and Jean is there to save them. Hmm. So she's kind of taking on that like classic Xavier role. I really enjoyed that. I mean, it was heartbreaking the first scene where they've got a young mutant being hunted down by a mob and you find out that the uh, leader of the mob is her mother. Yeah. So that's, you know, it, it was a great scene, though. Gunpoint. Yes, at gunpoint. <laughs> screaming, you monster. Um, but, I mean, classic X-Men stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but good. It was good. Um, I really enjoyed the political side of the book. I love her gathering all the great minds in the world and like all right give me all your thoughts give me all your ideas and you know because why wouldn't someone a powerful psychic Mm -hmm. like you know gene gray you know a telepath not do something like that i thought that was a bit aggressive (laughs) really i liked it because i mean she's trying to fix Mm. the problem and she's you know she's just back from the dead she sees things getting worse why wouldn't you do this you know, why wouldn't you start off this point? Well, do you it just feel, seems smart to me. Do you feel like Sheen's going to learn a lesson where she really can't solve all the world's problems like this? Well, I don't know. Because what we have at the end of the mm. book is she goes to the UN. It seems like she's going to unveil this huge plan to help everyone. And to, like, you know, really just revolutionize and, you know, take mutants into a whole new place. And then what happens is... She's confronted by an angry um, ambassador who ends up... Uh, the United Kingdom ambassador. Yes, that's right. Who was opposing her uh, on the world stage and just, you know, kind of being an adversarial to, you know, her ideas. And then we find out that she's possessed by Cassandra Nova. And she ends up exploding, her head exploding, um, scanner-like. Mm. And, you know, Jean looks like she you know, is the one who did it. So now she's on the run with the rest of her X-Men. So I'm not so much big on the team that they have around her right mm-hmm. now. I really, I mean, I understand why Namor is there and it was really to get her, like, you know, on the stage, you know, the UN. 
but I don't want to see Namor in an X-Men book. Yeah. You know, to me, Namor's not an X-Men. I understand recently they've been trying to portray him as an X-Men. He is the first mutant, but I don't know. Not in my world, at mm. least. <laughs> I just, I mean, I understand the character, and I'm just not a huge fan. I really am not, and I feel like I get him in so just, many different places. I don't even the introduction to him being part of this team felt just like force. It felt like I, yeah. he didn't really need to be a part of this. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, and I understand, you know, the dynamic he brings, but I don't and if know. I'm really nitpicking, I didn't like the art throughout this book. No, yeah, I was wishy-washy at times. I wasn't a huge fan of the art, and I don't know the artist's name, mm. but I wasn't a huge fan. It was okay, but it wasn't anything that, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I need to get the next issue because yeah. of the artwork. It was definitely more about the storytelling. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Nightcrawler was on the team, which I'm fine with. Mm. You know, I could always use a team with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Wolverine. Um, you have Wolverine. Honey Badger. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sister uh, yeah, clone situation. I, like, I, I love seeing Jean. I love seeing Nightcrawler. I love seeing Lord, but... Yeah, I don't know if I need Honey Badger either. I don't know um, much about the character, mm. but I know she looks like a mini Wolverine. It's it's a weird dynamic <laughs> to have both of them on the team as well. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. We'll see. Maybe I'll love the characters. Mm. The first issue I've read with the character in it, um, it's Laura's clone. Yeah. Clone it's sister. It's it's a weird situation. Someone decided to it's make the X more Laura's. Yes. And uh, without any of the emotions or feelings or and they caught feelings. So there's always a clone <laughs> or a future self yeah. or a past self on one of these teams. So you know whatever. So we'll see. And I don't think we're really introduced to anyone else on the team. I know there are no, some people yet. in the background, mm. but I don't know if they're actually on the team. So. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the book, and I was actually excited. I was not; I had very low expectations for this book, so. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. So, um, did you read the Adam Warlock Infinity Time? I read it to a point. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I almost finished it. Okay. But I just I did not like what I was seeing on pages. I did not like the art, and I didn't like the way the story was being told to me, presented to me. It okay. Just, it just all just kind of irked me while I was reading it, okay. personally. Okay, well that's fine. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. I like um, Ellard's art style. It's very retro, um, but it's fresh at the same mm -hmm. time. So I've always been a big fan of her art style. Um, I believe the artist was on um, X Force and Ecstatic, which was one of my favorite books that came out in the early two thousands. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed the art style and I enjoyed the story because I got more than I thought I was going to get out of the story. I thought we were going to just get a reintroduction of Adam Warlock, but really they kind of set up the whole event itself, mm -hmm. which I wasn't expecting at all. So you've got Adam Warlock being basically reintroduced. Um, he wakes up from his cocoon and Kane is standing there. He's furious because he can tell that he's not in the right time. He's in the future at some at some point in the future. Mm. Um, Kane explains to him basically that he had to wake him up. He explains that someone has the gauntlet and that he needs to send him back so he can protect or try to stop this person who has the gauntlet. At this point, they've been completely devastated, the whole Marvel Universe. So um, he also explains to him that he's done this 113 times and they failed each time. His whole, like headquarters is filled with all these mm -hmm. trophies of heroes of fallen heroes um 
So then you've got Cain sending him back to actually confront the past Cain um, so he can find the uh, soldier. So Living they as want an Egyptian god. Yes. So so basically, you have Adam Warlock trying to find the soul gem. So this is his new uh, strategy to find the soul gem and try to keep it away from whoever has the gauntlet. What I found interesting is we don't know who has the gauntlet. That's kind of the mystery that they're kind of playing mm. with here: is who doesn't have the gauntlet and how they got the gauntlet. Once he sends them back, Kane is confronted by someone off camera. We don't know who it is, but they kill Kane right then and there. So I don't know. I found I found the whole mystery aspect of it kind of cool. I'm intrigued. I, I want to know where they're going with, and I thought it was a nice like, you know, introduction to this whole storyline going on. I know that there's numerous characters right now in the Marvel universe protecting gems right now. Mm-hmm. I know Captain Marvel has one. Logan has one. Um, also in the story, they tell Adam Warlock he finds out from the Pharaoh Kane. I can't remember the character's name. He had a weird name. They always, yeah. There's like <laughs> five different versions of Kane, and they all have different names. It's very confusing. But this character tells uh, Adam Warlock that Magnus has the soul gem, which is his like dark path. His... I did like that he knew immediately why he was there. Like he just Adam Warlock shows up and he's like, oh well, yeah, this yeah. is probably what you're for. Yes, it's very Kane. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see where they go. It feels like they're trying to hint at something at the end of the book when he gets, um, which I think you stopped at, Christian, <laughs> when he gets uh, killed. You know, you see him die, but then they kind of like pan, like panel, panel, all these different like trophies, and they're all X-related. Um, you see, I believe you see like Wolverine skeleton. Yeah. You see... Um, Oh, Zoran's helmet. You just see all these different X-Men artifacts. So it's kind of like teasing that it might actually be an X character that has the gauntlet. That's what I got from it personally, but I don't know. Because I assumed that it was just Thanos with this gauntlet at this point. What if they wipe out the X-Men again? I don't think they're going. (laughs) (laughs) I want to put it past them. (laughs) Come on in, humans, round three. (laughs) You guys are really going to love these guys, I swear. Uh, No, they've given up on humans after those ratings. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) So, but yeah, no, I really did. I really did enjoy it. I love the art in this book, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it felt... I think Ellard's art style really lends itself to, like, classic cosmic space, like, Marvel. Well, yeah, I saw it and I saw this is definitely old school type of art, but it did, it felt weird to me. Like, something yeah. felt, like, borderline, like, 3D-ish, but not, it was just, something was just really The colors were really vibrant. Yes. You know, I actually enjoyed that aspect. Mm. Um, but yeah, the colors were very vibrant, you know, almost like psychedelic feeling at times. But that um, that artist is actually on Silver Surfer right now, mm. so I don't know. I don't. I felt like it was a perfect fit for Warlock. I, I don't know if I want to see Silver them Surfer. do like this whole oh yeah series like this. <laughs> but you know, for Warlock, it felt like a good fit. You know, if Warlock gets a book, I could definitely see Oliver doing it. Mm. But yeah, so that was pretty much on my pull list. I don't know if there was anything else that you've read. Um, I read no. Besides that, all I read was Spirits of Vengeance. All right, good. Um, it was it was a fun book. I'll put it at that. Um, it was very nonsensical. 
uh, we're dealing with demons and angels and the message at the end with uh, pretty much God like letting humans make their own mistakes type of such thing like oh it was it was the very forest it was just very like yeah forest and a message that we've heard before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a five issue run so it wasn't anything like crazy alright but it was a fun look I mean if you need something to just kill time read Spirits of Vengeance I guess <laughs> I'm glad Marvel doesn't have you on their marketing oh, yeah. team. <laughs> I guess you could read this. Whatever. <laughs> or not. I mean, as someone who wasn't getting a Ghost Rider book, this was my way of reading something. It gave Ghost you Rider. your fix, yes. basically. It gave me All a right. little fix. Alright. Alright, fair enough. Hey man. <laughs> I might check it out. <laughs> Probably not, but whatever. Alright, man. Wrestling. We totally forgot last episode to talk about the Women's Elimination Chamber. Big match, and I can't believe we forgot about that. Yeah, right? Especially and I'm excited for it. a fan of Elimination Chamber matches, let's get the women in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a really big fan of Elimination Chamber? I just really enjoy it. I don't know what it is about it, the way they present it, the, the video package before every time where they show... Um, Triple H and HBK's face all bloodied up. You're such a mark. <laughs> I don't know why that, that that just makes me angry. We're not going to get any blood I'm in sure. this match because there's no more. They blood. They just always sell it as such a violent, awesome thing, and I I buy into it every time. You're such a mark. I can't remember anything that's happened in any <laughs> chamber match. I remember outcomes. I don't remember mm. matches themselves. Like, I, I know Jericho won the belt in one match. Mm. I know HBK won once, like, a belt, like, in one of his comeback matches. Um, but, yeah, besides that, eh, it's a match. I don't know. I remember a lot of the high-flying The stunts. bulletproof glass that always it gets breaks. broken. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great spot. <laughs> so, all right, but... I'm excited that the women are going to get a chance yes. at the match. So that's awesome. Uh, we've got Bliss. We've got Rose. we got DeVille. We've got Banks, Bailey, and Mickey James in this match. Mm-hmm. What do you think? All right, who's going through the glass? <laughs> well, I'm going to say it's one of the rookies. I'm going to say that it's DeVille. Probably. Or yeah. Mandy. Banks likes to be stupid, though. Yeah. She but might, she's ac- going she might accidentally go through the glass. <laughs> The way she's going. They need to slow her down a little. Mm. I know she loves Eddie. I know she wants to go, you know, full-fledged I mean, all I'm thinking times, about is but... that uh, that spot where she um, her feet get caught on yes. the ropes. Um, but that happens Asuka. so much. She's going to kill herself. <sighs> she has to be made out of rubber. Because, I mean, the amount of times I've seen her fall on her head and get back up is crazy. It really is. She scares the hell out of me. <laughs> At least she hasn't been injury-prone to that to that point yeah they just need to talk to her though and slow her down till it becomes a problem because she's so small too mm. you know she's usually... going on top of a pod i guarantee yeah oh absolutely off. she is mm. but yeah I- i'll be terrified the entire time unless that's her new gimmick mm. you know i don't want to necessarily see it so what about bailey last person i expected to be in the match really i don't know why i don't see her in that kind of environment to me i think she could I- what, because the last storyline, the storyline where she wouldn't use the kendo stick? Probably. That didn't help. <laughs> no, that didn't help. That was horrible. That totally buried her. Mm. Um, I could see her thrive in this environment, though. I, I This is a big match, and I feel like she does big match as well. Um, and who else would they put in this chamber? I mean, there's only six people. So, I, I mean, how many women do... I mean, I guess Jax isn't in the match. Yeah. 
you know, which she feels like she'd be a perfect, you know, fit mm. for it. Um, but, but I would, re- I would replace either Mandy or um, Deville at that point if it was getting Jackson. There. Yeah, I think they have other plans for Jax, mm. though. I really do with her facing Asuka. Honestly, I, f- I just see her as interference for Bliss at this during point. during the chamber match. No, during um, after Mania. after this like the road up to Mania. I just see her being this constant like, oh, I'm stopping Asuka and trying to bring my way into the Mania match. Yeah, and she kind of did that this week on Raw where she interfered. All of a sudden, you had this moment happening between Bailey and Banks, mm. and they're standing toe to toe after their match, and seemed like we we're going to finally figure out where the storyline was going. And of course. You know, McMahon <laughs> sends Jackson there to kind of break up. So we got to wait another What's you know, the, what was the month, point of probably. That? What was her Just reason anticipation. for attack? Oh, Jax's? Yeah, what was her motivation here? Just, I think, spotlight. I think she actually said, like, they interviewed her afterwards. And she kind of said, you know, I there's too much focus. I said, why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. What was the point of that? Yeah. Um... So, I don't know. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where they go with the character, because I really don't know what, like, Mania holds for her. Mm-hmm. Is she just going to be in the corner of Bliss during Mania? Is she just going to be muscle? I don't see her in the... Like, this match at the pay-per-view is to get into the Mania match. Yeah. And I just don't see that happening. I would... I hope not. That would be such a waste if they got rid of Asuka at that point, just to have Nia versus well, Bliss. it wouldn't be getting rid of Asuka. Oh, so it would be for a triple threat. Yes, it would be for a triple threat. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's just for a triple threat. I don't, I'd I don't be wanna, bored with that match real fast. I just want to see one-on-one. I don't mm. want to see a triple threat match. I'm tired of that with yeah. women's matches at Mania. It feels like, let's just throw them all in a match, just to throw them in, you know, so everyone Did we ever get a four-way between the four horsewomen at Mania? No, no, it was just three, right? It was just three. Okay, yeah, Bailey wasn't called up at that point, mm-hmm. so it'll eventually happen. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll get that. But anyway, so back to the match. I don't see any way that Bliss is not winning this. No, yeah, she should win. She's going to, uh, of course, probably manipulate and use other people in the match. Yeah. to get over. Hence, I don't see her like brutal force winning, but yeah, hence the Mickey James angle that's yeah. happening right now. I'm sure. She's going to be, I mean, she already is manipulating Mickey James mm. um, against the whole absolution. And then I feel like she's just going to stab her in the back. Yeah. I mean, but it's so obvious that, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I get why they're doing an angle just because they have to have an angle leading up to mm-hmm. it. But I don't know. It's It just seems so cookie cutter. Um, this is one of the few moments where I actually wish Charlotte was in this match. Was in a match. In a, okay. In general. One of the few moments. Yeah. Christian's not a Charlotte fan. I'm not a Charlotte fan. Yes, which is just <laughs> disturbing to me. But anyway. I feel like she would thrive in an elimination. Because she's match. a good wrestler, isn't she, Christian? <laughs> yes. Say it. <laughs> she's okay. Oh, God. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, one of my main hopes the elimination chamber is that commentary doesn't totally just like call them out on whatever mistakes or anything that happens yeah Corey graves yeah right yeah put a muzzle on him for a little bit yeah i mean come on you don't have to point out that they're novices at Mm. at at this or don't point out that mandy rose is hot yeah i feel like that's very like late 90s commentary Mm. i mean at this point we should be past that yeah 
you know, yes, she's attractive. Okay. We all can see that. We don't need it to be, you know, hammered home over and over again, Mm -hmm. you know, put over the wrestling, you know, and I'm surprised by great because he doesn't seem like that type of guy. And I don't know if that's someone in his ear, you know, giving him those lines. I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, just the way that like he was treating Banks at the Rumble over and there's nothing it's not leading and we talked Mm -hmm. about this last podcast but it just it's not leading to anything so i don't see the point i don't know if it's one of those things when she does turn heel he's gonna pat himself on the back and say see i told you so Mm kind of like bobby the brain did when hogan finally turned heel after like 20 years it's like see i told you he's a horrible guy (laughs) you know whatever um but yeah it it does seem odd at times Hmm. but i get it does the heel angle for Banks start here in the chamber? Does she attack Bailey and start it here? It needs much? to soon. I mean, they're really dragging. They've been teasing it for so long, I feel for like. For years. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Since, like, yeah, since they've been friends. It feels like, you know, again, on Raw, it feels like they've been teasing it. Um, if it doesn't happen during the match, I feel like it's going to happen after the match. Mm. I feel like for it to be a full heel turn, because in the match itself, you understand why she's attacking her. Yeah. You know, it's all in the name of winning. So, but like, I could see it like during like a tag match on Raw or something like that. The next night where she just like leaves the corner or, you know, after the match attacks her. I feel like you need a full on heel mm-hmm. turn for her. And she really, if you look at, you know, the style she's wrestling lately, it's pretty much heel the yeah. way she's wrestling. So... It's kind of a foregone like conclusion, if you ask me. So, and maybe they swerve us. Maybe it's Bailey. Could you see Bailey turn heel? Do, what do you get? Like evil, um, with the wacky inflatable Iron Man coming up. <laughs> that would be all awesome. Black and red showing up. Oh, that'd be awesome. What like she's like the anti hugger or something? Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch me. She's just slapping kids in the front row. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be great. Yes. I'd pay to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it'd be something different for the character. Mm. You know, because the character's definitely gotten stale. And I don't think it's her fault. I think it's Booking's fault. Oh, yeah. Um, But I feel like it definitely would help her a lot. Well, any chance that they've had to, like, give her an edge in any way has just fallen flat. Well, like you brought up before, Mm. the whole, like, I don't see her in this match. And I, like, it's that whole angle with bliss where she like refused to use a kendo stick you know i feel like in nxt we saw her use oh, yeah. you know <laughs> objects before or go above and beyond you know to win a match you know, you know and not I cheating but mm, still i didn't have a problem with that storyline at first but when it got to the point where it's like just do it do what you have to do to win break that like aspect of it, that would have built on the character that it, and that seems like the logical place for that story to be leading mm-hmm. to but it for some reason they just you know i don't know they just said no no we're gonna have her lose this way yeah which totally made her look weak and ridiculous like why are you even in the ring if you're not willing to do whatever it takes to win the belt or keep the belt yeah so i don't know it did not do her any favors <laughs> at all and I feel like her like now crowd reaction is 50-50 at mm-hmm. times because of that angle, which is disappointing. Because they had, I mean, she was probably the most over, one of the most over characters in the whole company mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, main roster and NXT. So, I mean, people were chanting her name on main roster shows when she wasn't even there. Exactly. Singing so, her little song. So, but once again, they ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks a lot, Vince. Um, so New Japan-wise, we've got an announcement that New Japan and uh, Ring of Honor are going to be doing one of their uh, co-promoted events, mm-hmm. Honor Rising. And you're going to actually get the Golden Lovers versus Cody and Marty. Mm-hmm. So still playing with that whole like civil war. Is this before Supercard or is this? This is. This is actually at the end of the month. Oh okay. So I was kind of surprised by this, um, especially with Marty. Mm-hmm. You know, being Cody's corner because if you watch Be the Elite, like they kind of have. He's playing. Yeah, kind of he's most, not like, really. He yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I loved his singing, by the way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's just awesome. Mm. Um. I was I was surprised to see him book this way. I'm sure the match itself, you're gonna get kind of like this hesitation or whatever mm. they're gonna play with it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm all in though. This is actually gonna be something that you can watch on the uh, New Japan Network. So that's awesome since I have it. <laughs> New Japan Pro uh, World. So I'm excited for that. Um, I don't know. Is there anything? Oh, right. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention. Uh, this is another first. They're going to have an extra pod in the Elimination Chamber. That's right. Rollins got put into the Chamber match, mm-hmm. which I think I called last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was hoping they wouldn't go that way. I was looking for a different angle. Oh, are you angle. saying you don't? To get in or just to be in the match? No, just a different angle. I was I was I using think... angle as a both. Oh, uh... I got it. Nice. <laughs> Nice wordplay, my friend. Uh-huh. Um, I think you're still going to go there, though. Yeah. You know, I think they just need him to have something to do with this pay-per-view. Um, hey, unless he wins. <laughs> that would be crazy, right? And then you get Lesnar versus Rollins. I could still... I still feel like that match might end up being a three-way dance for some reason. I really do feel like you could see it being a three-way. Mm-hmm. You know, where it'll be... I still think it's going to be Lesnar and Reigns. Oh, yeah. But I could see someone else being added to that match. You know. Throwing Rollins. Obviously, I'm hoping for Finn Balor. Hmm. But could it be Rollins in there? I could see yeah, that also. I could see that. You know. Now, they had him come out and they had him confront Angle and kind of manipulate his way into the match. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the ring. Um, and Angle kind of brought up Jason Jordan's injury and everything. And... You know, he wasn't blaming him or anything, but you could kind of feel a little tension there. So I could definitely still see them going Angle Rollins like you originally were talking about last episode. Yeah. So, which would be good. I I would love to see those two guys, you know, at Mania. Yeah, I would love to see a blackout on Angle. That'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a problem with Kurt Angle too? I don't have a problem with Kurt Angle. Oh, God. I don't have a problem with Kurt Angle. Christian just doesn't like good wrestlers, apparently. I just love the curb stomp. Okay? No, it is Jeez. awesome. And you know who would take it really well? Kurt, Kurt Angle. fucking Angle. Because <laughs> he takes everything well. <laughs> so yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on in the wrestling world. Yep. Let's get into the movies. That's right. It is time for part two of our comic book movie preview. Yes. All right. We've got a lot to cover still. Somehow. Some way we will do this. Yes. Before we start, right after we recorded our episode last week, what happened, Christian? Um, They dropped all the trailers. <laughs> yes. They said that they hadn't dropped. <laughs> so it kind of made us look like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because we are. But... 
<laughs> well, it's funny because we released the episode, and it's the same day that they... Yes, literally the same day they <laughs> dropped all of the trailers. We got the Venom trailer, Ooh. we got the Deadpool trailer. I mean, luckily we didn't talk Dicks. Venom, but we did get the Deadpool trailer. Mm. What did you think of the Deadpool trailer? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely... I don't know. There's something a little... A little different about it. I definitely like the whole gimmick where it's like his arm wasn't um, fully CG'd yet. Yes. And it's just working on it. He just pull out a random name. Uh-huh. Um, the I love the knock at uh, DC. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this isn't a mustache we're trying to hide. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Uh, it all looks good so far. Yeah. We really still don't know anything about yeah. the plot of the movie. It, I mean, it was still kind of a teaser. It was just a, the length that made it a trailer. X-Force tease. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Like, because it, to me, it looked like the six-pack, um, not X-Force, because mm. it looks like GW Bridge is um, up front and center, which is uh, Cable's old mercenary team uh, that he ran with, um, Bridge and Domino. But I don't know if they would go that route. It definitely could be X-Force. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where they go with that. Uh, did you notice the teddy bear? Yes. I, you know, I saw the teddy bear a while back, mm-hmm. so that's cool that they're kind of shouting out hope. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere with that. be interesting. Yeah, it would be. It it's, would it's be. the wrong time to be doing it because of all the yes, changes. Right? But they might wait till uh, <laughs> Marvel gets a hold of them. Mm. So, but, I mean, that's that that's cool. I enjoyed that. I love the look of Cable. Um, they also, I think, what was the shout-out that they said? They also made a Thanos uh, reference where he said, you're much bigger Oh. I don't remember what it was exactly. Isn't he... Brolin is Thanos, Yes! Right? <laughs> yes! That's hilarious. So he says like something like, suck on these stones or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So apparently Christian missed that. <laughs> it's, I watched the trailer the day of and I haven't watched it since. Okay. Whereas I've watched the... Oh, I've watched it ten times. <laughs> Maybe the day of. <laughs> but that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it, it, it was a really well done trailer. Yes. You know, but it was everything you expected hmm. from the Deadpool trailer. Uh, I want to know what's going on with these kids that they keep showing. There's this kid that they, uh, he shows up in like multiple scenes. He's in a random church. It starts going on fire. There's a lot of elements that they just haven't explained, and yeah. I don't know where this is going. Yeah. And it's what, like only four months away now? Three months yeah. away? So it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, but I love that. I don't want to know too much yeah, going into the movies. You know, like, I mean, that's one of the things we talked about during our horror movie preview. Like, so many of these trailers show you so much where you pretty much could track the whole movie yeah. if you watch the trailer. So I like being surprised and not knowing much um, going into these movies. <laughs> Truth or dare. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> God, that was horrible. Horrible. That didn't come out yet, did it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And yeah, if it I don't did, think... it probably bombed. Yes. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so I, I'm all on board. I'm ready. I, bring me some Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom. Venom. Venom got a trailer. And the internet lost <laughs> their shit. <laughs> and not in the good way, unfortunately. No, not in a good way. What did you think? I liked it. I thought, you know, teaser. It's a tease for the movie. Yeah. Tease for Venom. So it seems like most of the outrage about this trailer was that you didn't see Venom mm. in it. Which, I don't know. I just Maybe it's just me. I just feel like, duh. Obviously, they're not going to show you Venom right up front. 
and most likely they don't have the CG work fully done. Yeah, like at this point, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they just went into post-production, I feel like. They just wrapped the yeah. film. Because we before this, we only had one set photo. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised by that. And I don't, I, I honestly, I don't want to see Venom yet mm-hmm. until he's ready. You know, and I hope that they keep on teasing the character. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get a few images on posters and stuff like that. But mm. I don't know, like, maybe to, like, the last couple trailers, I don't know if I want to see the character for The fact that they gave us anything at all at this point made me happy. And I'm, I'm, I love Venom. I love Carnage. So this is kind of an interesting thing for me yeah, to play. Yeah, and we really don't know much about mm-hmm. this movie either, you know, which I like. I mean, they kind of give us the setup. Um, you've got Eddie Brock like in an MRI machine mm-hmm. and you get this voiceover talking about the everyman and blah 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 I mean honestly for me it was a little bland but I got where they're going I thought to the end point where he starts like freaking out and everything and you get the little voiceover I thought that was cool it makes you want to see more it, it does it does <laughs> they could have done a better job of making me want to see more mm-hmm. I think I want to see more just because I love the character but I don't know. I don't think... I'm not outraged. Yes. Like these other people are. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Relax. <laughs> Once again, you're going to hear this a lot from me. Relax, people. Tranquilo. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it, you know what I liked about it, too, was it felt like a horror movie. Yes. I like that aspect. I'm curious, because the rumor is right now that Spider-Man is actually going to make a cameo. It feels like he's not going to be heavily intertwined mm. in his origin, but I'm curious to see how they fit that in if they do that. Um, that should be fun, mm. and it, it's only rightfully so. I don't know how they would keep, you know, him out of the story yeah. because in the original story, the whole reason why Eddie Brock mm-hmm. becomes Venom is because of Spider-Man. So it felt weird. Um, I mean, it could be like a funny moment where he's like just drinking some coffee and Spider-Man accidentally bumps into him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like, I hate um, you. Yeah, I don't know how funny that would be. <laughs> I laugh. I chuckle. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see what they do with this. Mm. I really am. I mean, cast-wise, I trust them. I trust Tom Hardy to do a good portrayal with whatever character he's really given. Um, I'm just happy to see this character start coming into the Marvel Universe, and I'm glad that it isn't. Because back, remember, when this was first announced... This was announced as a Sony project. You know, it was not going to be a part of the Marvel Universe. And this was announced during Amazing Spider-Man. When they were on Amazing Spider-Man, they started teasing all these villain movies. They're actually going to do a Sinister Six movie at one point, which I'm glad that they did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you got, yeah, you're right. You're Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams is in it. Mm. So I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't seen enough. You know, I think my problem with it is just, like I said before, is the whole lack of Spider-Man aspect. You know, it feels like they're going straight into the lethal protector-like arc Mm. for Venom, where he's going to be kind of this anti-hero. And I kind of want to see this dark, you know, brooding, vengeful, demon-like creature, you know, who's just stalking Peter. Um, That's how I was introduced to Venom. Mm. And that's what made him such a great villain but with him leading the story in the movie i don't see them going that way in that direction at all 
So that's a little disappointing. I mean, yeah, they put themselves in that kind of hole where, like, if they want to use him as a villain later on, it's going to have to be some extreme circumstances, especially if we are to see him as a hero right now. And I, I honestly hated the Lethal Protector arc. Marvel does this thing where they try to, you know, once they get a good thing and a mm. villain becomes super popular, they always turn him face, to use a wrestling term. Mm. And it never really works out. I mean, they've done it a million times with Magneto. Um, they've tried to do it with, I mean, they're doing it right now with Sabretooth, mm. um, which is just oh, ridiculous. God, I <laughs> yes, I hate everything about that. Mm. So uh, they do it once in a while. He just Doom. shows up on panel and I'm like, what is going why is Sabretooth standing next to Psylocke? Yeah, like he ripped out her throat. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't just forgive him. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh... Anyway, <laughs> before we fall down that rabbit hole, I just, I don't know. I feel like you're missing just the core of that character without that storyline. Without that, you know, man down on his luck due to something that happens in his life. Mm. He blames Peter Parker. And that story arc is just gone now. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to see what happens and where they really take do you, this character in movie. Do you think they would ever do a black suit Spider-Man again? Yeah. I think so. But I feel like this is going to kind of like pump the brakes on that. Oh, yeah. You Not know, that like, it's something I need right away. Here's a gripe. How do they put... Do they put the spider on Venom? Yeah, exactly. Suit? That's, it's that's not where I'm make any sense. like trying to think like... Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance that... For people who aren't in the know, the reason why Venom has that spider symbol on his suit is because the symbiote actually was Peter Parker's suit at one point. Mm. It was an alien that he found, and he didn't know it was a living creature at the time, on another planet in the original Secret War story arc. He brought it back to the Marvel Universe. He wore the black suit for years until he found out that it was actually alive and trying to take him over. It was a huge story arc. The Venom symbiote finds Eddie Brock, who has just been fired from the Daily Bugle after Peter Parker somehow. Basically, you have Eddie Brock down on his luck. He's just been fired from the bugle after Peter Parker's outed a story that he's done. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if he just made something up or, you know, he was wrong about a lead that he had. It had to do with the Sin Eater. But anyway, so Eddie Brock blamed Spider-Man, blamed Peter Parker. The symbiote is drawn to this. They join forces. Eddie Brock goes on this vengeance spree trying to kill Spider-Man. And he knows what, what, what's great about it. It's basically, he has all the powers of Spider-Man, but he's stronger than Spider-Man, and he knows who Spider-Man is. Mm. So you've got this great, great introduction to the character. And now that's all gone. Yeah. So, I mean, and just the whole Lethal Protector storyline was kind of like, you know, Venom trying to redeem himself. Eddie Brock trying to redeem himself. Mm -hmm. So, um... I mean, we don't know what kind of state Eddie Brock is in. I mean, he could be a bad guy at this point. That's just been hassled by Peter, who's just been uh, saving the city at this point from homecoming. It could be. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And I'm, I, I guess I'm judging a lot from a, you know, 30-second exactly. teaser and just everything I've heard. You know, all the rumors that, you know, Peter has nothing to do with mm -hmm. it. Maybe he has everything to do with it. Maybe he's all over the movie. You know, since they've only focused, especially with, like, the posters and everything, on the face, I could easily see them doing just black. 
completely. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I'm picturing a more gritty look to it where it's more viney, more um what's the word I'm looking for? It's more just a lot more grit to it rather than it being so smooth black everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm imagining it like an alien is like attached to his body. Yeah, like a living creature. Exactly. Which when a lot of great artists do, like especially Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. that's kind of how he drew him. You know, you know what I looked up today? Just because I was interested. I want, because uh, we're, we're, Black Panther's coming out. I was like, has Black Panther ever had a cool like artist rendition of him as the uh, um, Venom? <laughs> and there were some sick ones in there. You gotta love the internet that that's even a possibility. Like, hey, I bet you someone took the time mm-hmm. to combine Venom and Black Panther together. And sure enough, you found it, right? Oh, yeah. It was awesome looking. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen, like, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. like, possessed by Venom. You know, somehow. Exactly. The magic of Google. <laughs> so, but yeah. No, I'm on board. You know, I'm ready to go. I mean, I love these movies. I love anything. I'm always willing to give anything a chance, you know, but I'm definitely a little hesitant about the approach they're taking with this. Plus, if Carnage is the villain, they're kind of rushing Carnage as well. Well, and that's the thing. They keep on going back and forth on whether or not Carnage is the villain. The the last rumor I heard is that it's more of a cameo, that he's Mm. not really the main focus of the storyline. So that was disappointing also. But it did feel like, you're right, It maybe it would have been rushed. But what a great villain. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the Carnage, the introduction of Carnage was really what led to Brock, you know, going to this Lethal Protector mm-hmm. storyline. So, because Brock, regardless of him hunting Peter, you know, just mercifully, he, he would always have this at his core... Yes, he will kill things that were in his way, but he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, he wants to eat Peter Parker's brains, and he literally says that. <laughs> but, you know, if something else is in his way, he'd rather just walk around it. You know, he's only going to kill if he has to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it made sense. It made sense that they went that angle with him. I mean, obviously, he went back to being a villain soon after. Yeah. And, He's gone back and forth a million times, and other people have had this in the at this point. So I was actually kind of curious to see if they would do the whole Flash Thompson thing, where you've yeah, got I was the you know. Are you in, were you interested in Agent Venom or anything like that? I'm glad they went with Brock, but mm-hmm. I could see why they would do Agent Venom. I mean, I wouldn't want that right off the bat, if especially if yeah. the Venom that hasn't been introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, Agent Venom could be cool though. Mm-hmm. It's a great concept. Um, you, you, other people have had the symbiote. Um, I, Scorpion, the character mm. I can't remember Max something, has had it, and he was okay with it. But Agent Venom was probably the first time where it felt like someone was successful that wasn't Eddie Brock with the symbiote, and it was actually a fun story. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I'm glad that they're going with Eddie. The kind of the path I kind of see with all of this is I imagine it will be Venom, Venom versus Carnage, and then maybe they'll even go as far as to do anti Venom. And all <laughs> I hope they don't get to anti-venom. I could really do without anti-venom. Um, I could definitely see them interjecting Spider-Man. Mm. Though. If the movie's successful or not, why wouldn't she bring in Spider-Man? Right? Yeah. I mean, unless you don't like money. <laughs> so that seems like just the obvious direction mm. you would go in. You know, and at this point, Sony knows that they can trust Marvel. So, duh. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Easy money. Yeah. So, moving on to 
DC related movie. The only DC release this year. Yes. And there's probably a reason behind that. <laughs> Justice League sucked. <laughs> there's no reason to pussyfoot around it. Mm. It was horrible. And, and if they, you liked it, great, good for you. Oh yeah. But you're wrong. It was horrible. And they definitely have to take their time with Suicide Squad too. Yes. Because I, mean, Cause I didn't like coming. Suicide One, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, you see these team-up movies, it's uh, it's hurting them, so they have to take time. I um, hope they can write their ship here with <laughs> Aquaman. So let's talk Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Found the events of the Justice League, Arthur Curry, the reluctant ruler of the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, is caught between surface dwellers and his own people who are ready to lash out and invade the surface. That's not very well written. So I'm already <laughs> concerned just by that tagline. <laughs> So this is by James Wan. Mm -hmm. I love James Wan. Yes, he's a great director. Yes, a great director. Um, I'm a huge horror fan, as we all know at this point. I've loved pretty much everything that he's done. So that's, you know, a step in the right direction in my mind. Mm. This movie is in post? I believe so. Now this comes out. This is coming out in late December. So yeah, it's got to be. But we haven't seen anything. That's fine, because this is going to need a lot of CGI work, especially all the underwater. I mean, I know that they said and they've shown them filming underwater scenes and stuff like that. That's got to be horrible. It's it's some work. You probably weren't alive during the whole whole fiasco of Waterworld. No, I was not alive. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me tell you a story. (laughs) Kevin Costner is the biggest movie star in the world, Mm -hmm. and he wants to film a a story, a film about water. Yes. And he calls it Waterworld. Yes. That's where the problem begins, because (laughs) trying to film in water is impossible. So they built lavish sets, went completely over budget, trying to actually get, and this is obviously before what we have with CGI, but they went crazy. The problem was they had no scripts to back up the story. It was horrible, and it did awful in the box office. Um, Titanic had issues with water. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that, you know, we're not seeing much right now. I'm sure that some of it's actually in water and most of it's probably CGI. Um, I hated the way that they uh, talked to each other underwater in the Justice League movie. When they had Mira and Aquaman. They talked normal, right? No, they had this thing where they had to go into like an air bubble. Oh, yeah. So I can't... I'm I'm assuming a lot of this is actually going to take place on the surface somehow. Because I can't see them doing that through the Mm. whole movie. Or they're going to have some kind of like building structures. Well, Atlantis could be all an air bubble. Yeah. It could be like um, uh, the Gungan City. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Did you just make us call back Phantom Menace? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the closest this movie's thing to first. <laughs> call back to Phantom Menace. Oh, God. <sighs> Jar Jar Binks, too. Um, I mean, you got a great director. I did like his portrayal so far in Justice League. I didn't think he was that much of a problem. Some people were, d- disagree with me, but... No, I enjoyed. I really did, and he. I think he was one of the characters where you saw potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know. I, I just don't have faith in Warner Brothers right now. Yeah, but I do. I mean, I love James Wan, so I'm. I, I'm hoping that they've taken a little bit of the control off. 
you know, they've let go of the leash. They're going to let him run with this and make the story that they that he can make. Yeah, yeah, and it could. It, the character has a lot of potential, and mm. to me, Aquaman's always been kind of like the Thor of their universe. I know the safe parallel is Namor, but I don't feel like he's very much mm. like Namor. He's got more of a Thor feel, and I feel like they pump that up with his betrayal in Justice League yeah. a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I I liked that a lot. He was definitely one of the uh, shining, you know, one of the standouts, if you will, mm. in the movie. So I mean, if I was Warner Brothers, I would say, just make a badass movie at this point. Yeah, give me really, something good. <laughs> what you, what is there to lose at this point? Because mm-hmm. you already lost all the money with Justice League, <laughs> and this movie was already in production, I think, mm-hmm. at the time. Oh yeah. So I, I have a feeling they didn't say that, unfortunately. Um, but the I story mean, they is, had to have got some notes. Yeah. Oh, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Oh God, because they. I mean, obviously they were doing. I, I can't even with all the reshoots that were happening during Justice League, mm-hmm. I can't believe that they wouldn't be sending notes, hey, don't do any of this <laughs> to uh, the Aquaman set. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, make me feel good about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I definitely was confused. I didn't think that the Aquaman we were getting in Justice League was the, the Aquaman we were getting. Like, I didn't expect him to, like, have not any knowledge of what his past and his parents' life was. And it's kind of like his... Like, I didn't expect that to be the first real meeting between him and Mira. That was kind of cool. I, was it the first real meeting between the two? Like, they made it seem like it was like, oh, hi, I just, you know... Oh, by the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah, I totally... I blacked out that movie. <laughs> um, it was such a short moment. Anyway. It really right. was. Yeah, I do like that because they really did set it up like, okay, well, there's more to know. Mm. There's more to want to know about this character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, visually the character looks great. Um, his powers were a little undefined. Mm. The, the final battle, I mean, they were... Well, he wasn't in water. Yeah, it wasn't even close to water. Aquaman doesn't need water, <laughs> though. He's still a badass without water. Uh-huh. He's got a bad rap. Um, but yeah... I don't know. It's it's hard to go off when there's no trailer or mm-hmm. no nothing. I think there's one set photo at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just... <laughs> I just don't know people. <laughs> I, mean, I want to sit will... here and be super excited, and I usually am for these mm. movies, regardless, but... You know you're going to get a one... preview for it eventually anyway, so... Yeah. I, I mean, bes- us previewing. It. Yes. <laughs> Besides Wonder Woman, DCEU just hasn't done anything for me. Hey, that's not a term that they actually made. What? DCEU? Well, regardless. (laughs) Whatever the fuck they want to call Uh it, they haven't done shit for me. Hmm. So I just, I don't know. They've got to really prove something. And really, I mean, what if this movie fails? What does that mean for them? I. It means that we're probably going to go back to random directors getting random properties and nothing's attached. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either, but... They they went full in. They've had this idea. Let's make this Justice League work. They had this idea, but I felt like they rushed it. Oh yeah, you know, they like did. oh, they're just doing what Marvel did. But you know, the problem is, is Marvel planned it all out and they took their time with it. Where you know, you at this point, you've got ten years worth of stories mm-hmm. building to where they're going. Where I felt like they like did a couple movies and they're like, hey, Justice League. Where Marvel, you had all these individual stories happening and then you got the Avengers mm. you know where here you got like a Superman movie 
Batman versus Superman, and then... Which, you know, those are big stories. Yeah, those are... That they used. But the character, the other characters that they're introducing in Justice Mm -hmm. League, I think needed their own movies, too, to just really, like, flesh them out. Exactly. So we could get to know them. It makes you care. It makes you enveloped in the story. Well, it just makes, too, story-wise, you don't have to spend so much time Mm -hmm. in your big team-up movie introducing new characters you know where the audience is coming in knowing something about these characters yeah. already so you're not wasting all this time on origins because during these team-up movies you don't want to really see that mm-hmm. you know you want to really get into the big battle you want to see these characters interacting with each other exactly so yeah i don't know i don't know i i would not mind seeing them go back to like the christopher nolan batman days you know and you see them now like hey we've got all these great characters to play with Mm. let's give them to great directors and great writers and let them go at it because i think i mean it sounds like they're going to do that with scorsese yeah exactly there's been rumors right now with uh joaquin phoenix what is the what's the actual director's name um i'm not sure i've had it on my head and i've lost it now i don't know christian you throw me for a loop i'm sorry i don't mean to do that but yes his project um with uh, the announcement of... It's the guy possibly, from The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's a bad director. I know. I know. The Hangover is not the first a bad person movie. You think about when you hear Martin Scorsese, yeah, exactly. you know, producing a movie. But Joaquin Phoenix right mm-hmm. now is the rumor for the Joker role. Yes. So, which, he's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he can pull it off. Oh, he'd 100% yes. pull it off. So, I mean, that's all great news. And I hope they go that way and not worry about continuity and worry about what's going on in Suicide Squad. Well, if that does well, it's I think that's done. I think that's yeah. uh, Warner Brothers is seems to be more about the money at this point. Yeah. It's going to just hit the nail. And not losing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop losing money. Uh-huh. So maybe they'll just sell themselves to Disney. <laughs> Everyone else is. No, someone will make a lawsuit saying you can't own everything. Yes, so. yes. Um, all right. Well, I th- are we done with Aquaman? Yes, we are done oh, with thank Aquaman. God. All right. So moving on. We're talking X-Men Dark Phoenix coming out November 2nd. In 1992, nearly a decade after the events of X-Men Age Apocalypse, the X-Men are national heroes going on increasingly risky missions. When a solar flare hits them during a rescue mission in space, Jean Grey loses control of her abilities and unleashes the Phoenix. Do you care about this movie? I think it could be good. And the only reason I say do you care about this movie is just everything that's recently happened with Disney now owning all the movie properties in Fox. No, I mean, that's definitely sucked any momentum out of this film. Right? At this point. Because all anyone's thinking about is how is Marvel now going to use the X-Men? It feels like this movie is really going to lead to nothing. I mean, it doesn't hmm. mean that it can't be a great movie. It's just hard for me to get excited for something when I know there's probably no future stories coming out of this. Mm. Part of the reason why also I'm not excited for it is because I don't want them to do this story because I feel like now Marvel's going to stay away from it, at least for a while. Um, and it's such a great story. Like I can't see them doing it like in the next, you know, five, ten mm. years. You know, I feel like they're gonna really have to like get distance between them and this movie um especially even you know and that goes whether it's good or whether it's bad mm-hmm. you know because if it's good then they don't want to touch it but if it sucks then they definitely don't want to touch it 
So, I mean, everything that we've seen, there's been no teaser at this point. I'm mm. sure as we are recording this, a teaser probably just <laughs> dropped with our luck. But right now, there's no trailer, no teaser. Mm. Um, so we're just kind of going off of what we've seen photo-wise. Because they did do, I think, like a magazine spread. Oh, yeah. With a couple photos. And it, it looks great. Mm. It really does. Um, the cast looks great. Um, the director, Simon Kinberg has produced a lot of different movies. He's been a screenwriter for a lot of the diff different X uh, movies, too. Um, some good, some bad. Hmm. I think he did Left Stand. But um, he also was on board with Deadpool, too. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's a great story. It's a classic X-Men story. Yes. And it really deserves to be on the big screen. I like the fact that Wolverine's not going to be the focal point of this story. Yes. Because in the books, it's really a Scott and Jean story. Um, I, I, I'll see. We'll see if it goes that route. Uh, they definitely have the room to make this very much a Scott and Jean story, especially with the way that they introduce those two characters in a new way yes. in X-Men Apocalypse. I hate that they're time-stamping these things, though. Yeah. <laughs> that drives me nuts with Singer's X-Men. Like, I don't know why they feel the need to do that. But, like, ten years in the... Like, it just Well, the fact that it has to be ten years each time. Yeah. And that these actors aren't growing that much. No. <laughs> no. And, like, the time, like, stream makes no sense at this yeah. point. It really doesn't. Do you think Deadpool will show up in this movie? No. I don't. I don't think they want I mean, to taint the 90s, Deadpool with, <laughs> with this. They might do a little. I think the tone of the story is just so wrong for Deadpool mm -hmm. to be in it. Um, and I definitely don't see, you know, us getting like a weird, you know, Logan cameo like we did with uh, Age of Apocalypse. Mm. I really was disappointed with Age of, of Apocalypse. I'm sure that's kind of also affecting my enthusiasm for this movie. I really felt like, and I think I kind of talked about it last podcast, where I felt like there should have been two mm. movies and they didn't do the character of Apocalypse enough justice. Or any of the characters, you know, because you're I mean, really... could have been a trilogy in its own. Yes, and you're really in, reintroducing all these great characters mm. to the world again with that movie. And I, they just didn't do enough with it. They did it was get a lot it of enough. good elements, but it was rushed. It was too much. Yes, exactly. There was some fun things in it, mm. but yeah, they really just kind of rushed that story. And in the long run, I didn't care about Apocalypse. I didn't know what he was really trying to do at mm. that point or why. And it just felt so forced. You know, it, did, it didn't have enough time to breathe. So, and really this story could be a two-parter yeah. if they really wanted to. They won't, obviously, <laughs> since there think, is no future. I think a well-written script can put this story into one film. But... I don't know, man. It's a big story. And I feel like we don't know enough about Jean at this point. Yes. She's only really been reintroduced to us in the one movie. Mm. And this is a different Jean, regardless of you know us knowing the older Jean than we saw before, since the it's an alternate reality, really. Mm. Um, it's an alternate timeline, at least. So, I... I don't know. It, it it's. I'm trying to think of the other characters that are in this movie. I mean, I know that Mystique's there. Mm -hmm. I know that we've got Cyclops. I don't. Are they introducing anyone new to us, or do we not know at this point? Uh, Nightcrawler's there. Yeah, Nightcrawler's there, but not any new characters. Not right? anyone new in particular. Okay, because it feels like that's another thing that they do in in this like singer X verse where they just like throw us new characters, but they don't really do them justice either. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I would I not mean, be surprised, especially since this is ninety two, 
them to just give you all the 90s x-men as possible oh god yeah well and the gambit's like up in the air right now right like they're still trying to oh, do yeah. that film it's, and you... it's not gonna happen yeah especially with the takeover and, and everything there's no reason for it to happen at yeah. this point i mean i'm sorry what's his name shannon tatum or whatever yeah, Channing tatum. yeah no Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Maybe next time. You'll get your superhero movie mm. eventually, but I don't think it's going to be Gambit. I could see them completely recasting or just scrapping it all together. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's such a great story. I just don't know. I wish that they had known this info way in like early po- like um, pre-production. Like, if they knew that this was going to be the end, I could see them. Where all of a sudden, like, they get a knock at the door and Marvel executives are standing there, like all the MCU guys, <laughs> Kevin Focke and stuff, are like, hey, guess what? <laughs> this is how your movie's going to go. Well, not not that exactly. I'm more just like... Oh, I wanted that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like, I kind of want them to use this as a way to go out. Make this the end of this, um... end of this universe at this point. And you know now that they do because is it it's probably in post at least yes all right so I mean maybe they will you know through the magic of editing mm. kind of like you know put a bow on this whole you know universe this film universe and it deserves I mean really if you think about it, the X Men movies it, they predated mm. Spider Man it's the reason why we're in this world now where we're getting you know so many superhero movies where it's 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 a genre onto itself mm. and it's a very very successful genre the x-men movies showed that this was possible where before studios were very skittish when it came to superhero movies exactly um the x-men showed and especially a team movie you know oh you can't have too many characters on screen mm. audiences won't be able to connect any no, they showed that you can do this. And yeah, that X-Men movie feels so small now, that original X-Men movie, mm-hmm. um, especially when you compare it to like the Avengers or something. But it was a great film and it still stands up. Oh, yeah. You know, X2 especially. I love X2. X2 is fantastic. I own X2. <laughs> Last Stand, though, and, which I own. Mm. <laughs> it's horrible. And it's everything that could go wrong with the Dark Phoenix storyline. Mm. So I, I'm glad that they were willing to retackle this again. Um, I just hope that it doesn't mean that Marvel is going to be skittish about yeah. tackling this story again. Because it is such a classic X-Men story. I mean, there's other angles that can go for now. Especially if they go... Oh, yeah. Marvel. No, there's definitely plenty of stories there. Well, one of the things about... I'm Disney... being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a selfish comic book fan. One of the things about Disney right now is like they have this market where they want to... Especially when they introduce the whole idea of making a deal with Fox and the whole backlash was they were worried about Deadpool. It wasn't as much as worried about anything else that Brian Singer had been working on. It was worried about Deadpool. <laughs> it's so funny that they literally had to address it mm-hmm. the day of the deal going down. Hey people, listen, Deadpool's safe. <laughs> well the key thing from that addressment was we are interested in having a harder edged superhero group. Because why going wouldn't forward. you? Yeah. Why not use the X-Men platform as your way of doing that? Completely. Just use all of X-Men as a way of having a harder edge team. So, would you have them interacting with the other characters in the universe, though? At some points, sure. But as much as Marvel does now, 
and keeping their like kind of worlds See, almost they, separate. They do interact a lot though in Marvel though. You but see there's so many times where it's like, oh, the X Men couldn't be here because I would just X- be I would just be worried that that would mean that you wouldn't get those crossovers mm. that you'd want to see. I, with some characters, definitely they lend themselves to that like R rating. I'm sure that's what you mean by Carter yeah. Edge. Um, but like, I don't feel like a an X Men movie needs to be rated R. Like, there's no need for mm. that. But where Deadpool or an X Force movie would definitely need to be rated R. Um, but I, I see what you're talking about. I, I, see I, that I, I could... would appreciate in a more adult oriented superhero franchise. Yeah, and I feel like Deadpool and X Force could be mm-hmm. that, but I see why like the X Men can't just kind of walk the line between both worlds. You know, maybe that's what they'll do. Well, give me a hard PG thirteen then, mm-hmm. a hard like one. a Star Wars. Like you really look exactly. at Last Jedi, that was mm-hmm. a hard PG thirteen. You know, lightsaber to the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've watched that scene way too many times. <laughs> it's um, a great scene. <laughs> and then, and then Disney too. Yeah. To to their defense, they're the ones who did the Punisher. Mm-hmm. So, and that is definitely a rated I feel R. like they don't pay attention to Netflix. <laughs> They're like, whatever. Oh, exactly. But, I mean, I think everyone's fears of, like, oh, Disney won't do this, or they won't put their name mm-hmm. on this. They did the freaking Punisher. So, I mean, they're keeping track of all those things. Yeah. You know, they especially will take money. <laughs> the time that they release the Punisher, too. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're willing to release that after everything, that the horrible happenings over in Vegas, they're still willing to, like, release that show tells you that they're willing to like toe that line Mm. so i don't know i have more faith in them they're business people they want money (laughs) they want money but at least they haven't been dumb business people where it's like they see a trend and they immediately have to make everything based off that trend you know yes like when we had that whole phase of um terrible rated r movies just because a couple did well Mm -hmm. it just happens and that's kind of how hollywood works a lot of the time rated r's in yes Yes, or like <laughs> PG thirteen horror movies are in. Yeah, like all exactly. these movies have to be PG, and there's nothing wrong with some PG thirteen horror movies. But yes, it became a big thing where you know we've got a base of this. When anything or, is made just to fill a rating or any type of just trend, it's no. usually garbage. Yes, just give me something with a good director behind it. I don't care if they are what they have as the rating. Just put a director, put a writer that's just going to work on it to make the film that they want to make. Yeah, and unfortunately, studio execs, they look at the bottom line, mm. and they, you know, are staring at a bunch of graphs, and they say, oh, this worked, this didn't work, this worked, and they kind of base off that, and it's not about the art half the time, mm. unfortunately. But I agree with you completely. Yes, well, just give me quality material. <laughs> well, one movie that seems to have a lot of heart, that they put a lot of work into, and seem to, it just from reviews coming out, has been Black Panther. Yes, insane reviews. We're sitting on was Tuesday right now we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Black Panther is dropping on Thursday, Thursday night. Yes, it comes out on Thursday, February 15th. Um, Black Panther, it's after the events of Captain America Civil War, King T'Challa returns home to Wakanda. But when two enemies conspire to bring down the kingdom, T'Challa must team up as the Black Panther with CIA agent Everett K. Ross and members of uh, the Wakandan special forces to prevent a world war. Are you excited? Yes, I am excited. Why are you excited, Christian? Because it looks good. You know, this is this looks great. And that's not what I expected from like anything. I mean, I expect Marvel to put out a good movie. Yes. yes. 
but I'm trying to go into these movies less like, oh, it's Marvel project. Oh, it's a DC project. Oh, it's um, an X-Men uh, Fox project. I'm trying to see this as a good film or a bad film. You just judge it by, like, as a movie. Yes, exactly. Because, like... Now, who's attached or who's making it. So I could say Ant-Man. It was not the greatest movie. Mm. Um, Iron Man 2. Not the greatest movie. Better than Iron Man 3, though. (laughs) Holy crap. Oh, I hated Iron Man 3. It became, like, a buddy cop movie. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So. But this trailer blew me away the first time I saw it. Holy crap. Yes, I agree. I was completely. like, oh wow, they they went full in on this character. Yes. And it, they're going to give us not this like typical origin film. This is going to be something new and fresh. Just the, the way, universe. yes, and the way that it looked visually and everything looked groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've never seen before. And it's really giving us the Wakanda that we've gotten in the books. Mm-hmm. So I am super pumped for this movie. It's probably the best trailer I've seen in a long time. Um, just f- after that trailer, I was just stoked, and I was, I you know, I was concerned like about the movie in general, just because of the scope of just the origin and everything. Mm. But it seems like Ryan Coogler is just going to nail it. It really does, and from what we're hearing, you know, critically and just. What we're seeing people like already like I think they broke a record mm-hmm. right now, right? For like pre sale tickets. Oh yeah. For like a Marvel movie or for any Which like, terrifies movie? me because I did not have money at the time to buy pre sale tickets. I know, I'm just going straight to the theater. <laughs> and I might get turned away, but it is what it is. I will wait to see this movie if I have to. Um it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The hype is real. And I mean what is that like a ninety percent, ninety nine percent? Yes. Right now. And it was at like a hundred for a while. Mm. So I mean, the critics are all on board, and we did see that with Last Jedi. <laughs> but this definitely feels different. This feels like something that everyone's excited. We for. also saw that with Thor. We did Thor see that, film. yes. And I was not a big fan of it. I loved it though. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of that movie. So I, I don't know. It just feels like a groundbreaking film, you know, just visually, and then just character-wise, mm-hmm. and finally having this character. And this representation out there for, you know, African-American kids you mm. know, to finally have this. And not just kids. Everyone have a, you know, a character of this status representing, you know, just, you know, so many people that haven't been represented in the past. It's just about time, you know. And mm. I mean, it's way past that time. But you're getting something that's going to be truly culturally, you know, relevant and groundbreaking. Mm. You know, and you don't get that much in film nowadays unfortunately so it's just a great character and a great story and i from what i hear and what it seems like they're going to do him justice and it is a hard story and a hard world oh, to yeah. really just wrap your head around so i'm excited to see what kugler's done i mean he what he did with um rocky you know uh, with creed mm-hmm. i mean when i heard that there was going to be another rocky sequel yeah, it's like, wow. I groaned. <laughs> I literally groaned out loud. But then what we got was a fantastic movie. Just an awesome movie. And you could see that this guy is a real visionary. Mm. And it feels like he's going to do it again. You know, the cast is amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. So, I mean, they've got everyone who's anyone in this cast. Um, you've got Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, Andy Serkis is back. Um, 
else? Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting Creed himself, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, um, and Chadwick Boseman. So I mean, I the right there and there, like he could basically have crap on the page for these people to read, mm-hmm. and they would probably you know, <laughs> knock it out of the park. Um, one thing I do want out of this film is. Please give me a good representation of Claw and Killmonger. Give like I need good villains in Marvel at this point. Mm-hmm. I need something to come out of this. You know, it's funny because I feel like Killmonger, and he doesn't really have like what maybe like is on screen for like a minute in the trailer, if mm-hmm. that. Well, you know, all the trailers that you see. Yeah. But I feel like he steals every trailer. Just mm-hmm. the swag that he has about him and everything. And Michael B. Jordan is such a great actor. I don't see how they we don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't like the fact, and I think you brought this up before, is that, you know, it's kind of, you've got the visual of like Black Panther versus Black Panther, which Marvel gets that a yeah. lot. But I feel like he's going to be outside of the costume enough where you're still going to I'm hoping that's also. just the one scene. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's going to be like the final battle or something like that. I feel like that's when you're going to get it, hmm. um, which it is what it is. And it is, that's what happens in the books. So I'm excited for that. Um, Killmonger is a great character and a great villain. Um, and it makes perfect sense. And this whole story is very, from what it sounds like, is very true to the Black Panther's origin story and Killmonger's origin story. So, um, basically, in the comics, what happens is Killmonger somehow lets um, Claw into Wakanda. Because Wakanda, yes, there's the out, mm-hmm. what you see in the outside world of Wakanda, which just looks like your typical like African nation. Mm-hmm. And then there's the secret, you know, uh, civilization of Wakanda that only, you know, the people who live there know. Killmonger lets Claw in. And Claw's like one of the only outsiders to see Wakanda. Killmonger, or I'm sorry, Claw kills the Black Panther's father. He's the one who actually does. And obviously that's going to be different. But because of this, Killmonger and his family is ostracized from, you know, Wakanda. So then you have Killmonger always going after, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get back and trying to steal the mantle of the Black Panther from uh, T'Challa. So it seems like they're really going that route with this. Um, you know, they've already introduced uh, Vibranium in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's very much why. Well, what a great use of it. Too. Yes, yes. When and, you don't have Animantium. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and But, you know, it makes perfect sense. And it's really what makes Wakanda Wakanda. They, uh, I guess, back in history, like thousands of years ago, a comet hits Wakanda they find this metal mm-hmm. and then they kind of become this awesome civilization, this futuristic civilization due to this metal. But they are smart enough to hide themselves because mm-hmm. they know that the rest of the world would be coming after them if they knew that they possessed this. So that's why you kind of have this like secrecy around this mm-hmm. whole society. Um, it's just an awesome story. It really is. And Black Panther, you know, as a character, you know, being one of the first, if not the first you know, African-American superhero in the Marvel Universe, for him to get this film just makes sense, you know, to be the first, you know, film-wise. So, I don't know. I'm so excited. This is probably, if not number one, number two or three on my, like, films of 2018 that we'll see. I definitely think it's going to steal the show. 
I, I'm, I might even overpass Avengers, but we... Yes. I mean, it's not money-wise, it's not going to. I think but... Avengers, just because of the build-up, the 10-year yeah. build-up, obviously, but just a film standing alone as a film, this is probably the film that I most anticipated. Mm-hmm. You know, the anticipation is the highest for for me. So, I don't know. Your thoughts, sir? I mean, that sentiment alone, just thinking about that, it's been a 10-year build-up for uh, Avengers, but I'm more excited to see Black Panther. Yeah. Right? That's mm. a big statement. It really is. And there's other great movies, too, besides, mm. you know, Avengers <laughs> coming out. Um, but yeah, no, this has got to be it for me. It really has to be. I mean, the way they introduced the character in Civil War, I thought was mm. spot on. Um, the Rooster Brothers did a great job with the character. And now I feel like it's just all set up for him to knock it out of the park. It really is. Should be a good time. <laughs> It should be. It should be. Um, they're projecting this at one hundred and sixty million dollars, opening weekend. Not bad. Not opening bad. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy money. Ooh. Great, because at first the projections were like like sixty or seventy. Really? Yes. That low. Yes. That yes. is a joke. Well, it's still, it's still I mean, good it's for still this good, but... time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, a movie doesn't typically do that, so. It's huge. It's huge. So yeah, this is this is really one of the first big movies of the year. So we'll definitely see the crowds coming out for this. We'll definitely see what this does for the Marvel universe in whole. And just really for I mean, you think about it, it really I mean, like you're seeing now you're gonna get a lot more women led mm-hmm. movies. You know, hopefully now you're gonna get like movies where you actually get minority leads. You know, mm. you're gonna finally like, hey, yeah, people will come and see these movies. You know, it, it just the genre has been so thin when it comes to diversity for so long. There's no reason, and that's not just on film. That's in the comic books too. Oh, yeah. So it's it's about fucking time that they you know do this, and that I don't know why they wouldn't think that these movies would make money. It just makes sense. And they mean so much. It'll mean so much for so many people. You know, so. Bravo, Marvel. But it's about fucking time. I mean, if we're talking diversity, are we going to get Miss Marvel then? I think so. I really do. Especially if Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. does well. I don't see why we wouldn't. You know? And that's going to be another huge step. For so many people. So, I don't know. Give me the younger one. Give me the Avengers, young Avengers. <laughs> Just not the champions. Just not. Well, <laughs> give me the champion characters. Just written by someone else besides Mark Wade. <laughs> yeah, besides Mark Wade. God. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast should be renamed We Hate the Champions. Because I feel like we've bitched about the champions so many times in what, seven episodes? <laughs> but yeah, no, that book sucks. Man, I read like the continuation after uh, Worlds Collide. Oh yeah, and how did that go? Nah, yeah. I read the you one haven't even issue. brought him up, so I know. <laughs> we have a podcast where we talk about comic books, and you've not brought it up once. So I'm gonna assume that it was bad. It's it's Vision's both daughters. Like, are we keeping this right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Wade, get off, champions. All right. Please. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Yes, it will. But before we go, let's do some shout-outs. Do some shout-outs. Uh, I want to have to shout-out the FMK Show. 
uh, a new podcast that reviews movies in a new and exciting way. Sit down, grab a beer, and find out what FMK stands for. Trust me, you're going to want to know. And we also want to shout out Dregs of Craig's. Uh, we trudge through the listings of Craigslist to bring you the funny and bizarre things we find. Super entertaining podcast. Well worth your listen. You'll you can totally... always find crazy things on Craigslist. Yes, so right? Know. So, I mean, what a great idea for a <laughs> podcast. And so binge-worthy. Check them out. All right, don't forget to check out our house band, Them Guilty Aces. Oh, yeah. Head over to their website. Download some free music. Find out where they're playing, especially if you live in the Chicagoland area. Awesome rockabilly music. Are they still on tour? They are still playing shows left and right. They're constantly on tour. When's that video coming? God, I have no idea, Christian. (laughs) I think every week, once again, we tease this video. It's It's, a thing, people. It's going to be huge. We are going to post it ourselves when it comes out. So we definitely will post it. But yeah, check them out. Head over to iTunes also. Download their EPs. They've got a couple up there. So great music. And you can find us on iTunes. That's right. Head us. Head. Okay, go ahead. And you can find us also on iTunes. That's right. Head over to our page on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate it. Like I said before, our show thrives on those reviews, and we want to honestly hear from you. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, head over to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at... Amazing, Amazing Nerd, Nerd Show. Show. That's right. I almost messed that up. <laughs> so close. Uh, we, you can also find us on Podbean, and I think we're going to be available on a couple other things soon, too. Oh, teaser. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's going to do it for this week, man. Yes. Also, um, make sure to check us out on 12 Ounce Radio. I oh, yeah. How the hell could I forget about 12 Ounce Radio? <laughs> You're probably listening to us on there that's right now. That's anyway. right. Of course they are. Because they got to quench their thirst. That's right. All right. I think that's it for the day. That's it. All right. See you next week. (laughs) 